The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. You know, it's a slow time in the NFL when we don't have any sound to start the we program. We just come out. And it's just us. And we're back after taking an extended break for the Damn. Memorial Day weekend. There was no show on Friday, so I got a taste of the Chris Sims wow. Friday off. I don't we like it. We played a bunch of interviews that we've done post-draft. And then you throw in Memorial Day, four days. This is why... I don't take vacations, especially when I was practicing law. I refuse to take vacations because there are certain circumstances, Christopher, where I get away from it just enough that I realize there's a hell of a lot more in life than what I do. Yeah, right. And I kind of like it. I know. I know, today's one of those days where when that alarm went off, there were some words uttered that are not suited for this program, even though we use them from time to time now. And... I thought to myself, you know, I say I'm never going to retire. I say I'm never going to sell my business, which is profootballtalk.com, and we are here at PFT Live. But if anyone was ever going to make me an offer I can't refuse, this Today. is one of those days Today's where I'd be day. less <laughs> to refuse it. Anybody out there want to buy a major media outlet and let me walk off into the sunset, today is a day that I would at least have a long walk and deliberation about doing it because – I had a good four days. Oh, okay. And as much as I love doing this with you, I'd rather be asleep right now. Well, I I hear that. That means you did have a good four days, right? I mean, I'm a little tired, too, and it was because I had a good four days as well. All right, so let me know. What what, what went on? I mean, what'd you do this weekend? Give me me the goods. Give me the outline version here. (laughs) Well, well, nothing exciting, (laughs) but, but for me, it was very enjoyable. It was relaxing. You know, I didn't have to take a nap on Sunday or on Monday. Oh, okay. And when I don't take a nap, I actually get tired at the normal time, and I go to bed at the normal time, and I fall asleep quickly. You know, what happens to me during the usual grind is I'm exhausted in the middle of the afternoon. I go straight to sleep. Yeah. I sleep for an hour, hour and a half. But then 
by the end of the night, like the plane doesn't want to land right and I can't fall asleep. And I'll lay in bed for an hour sometimes until I finally fall asleep. I hear you. And the past two nights, it was just, just it was like normal. It was normal. I still worked the whole weekend on PFT. So I guess, I, I mean, let's not get crazy here. But well, yeah, we all got to work a, a little. Different routine. Right. It was right. a different routine. Yeah. I worked a lot because a couple of my people were off and I kept grinding and and, and look, there were high school graduations and graduation parties, and I didn't go to any of them. I've wow. decided that at this age, I can do what I want to do wow, and not do what I don't want to yeah. do. And uh-huh. what I don't want to do is go to graduation parties, <laughs> even though we're hosting one on Saturday for my nephew, which it's kind of hard for me to avoid that one since yeah, it's kind of going to be here. I'm going to have to leave if I want to avoid this one. But it was just nice to exist. It was nice to exist at my own pace, on my own time, on my own clock, doing what I want when I want without having to be anywhere at any given time. You know, there was no I, I did all my radio stuff other than this show before Friday. So I didn't have to worry about somebody calling me at 915 or I got to be down in my wine cellar at 944 to do this or somebody's going to call at 1030. Got to be ready to talk about this. Got to be on. That's the thing. It is exhausting to be on all the time. Yes, it is. It is nice to just have a few days where you don't have to be on, like we're on for two straight hours, and then you're going to be on later today on your podcast, and I'm going to be on, I don't know if you're doing your podcast today or not, I am. because even though yeah, it feels like Monday, it's Tuesday. I'm going to be on because I've got one of my twice-per-week visits with WSCR, The Score in Chicago, and I enjoy doing it, but the point is, when you have four days of not having to be on, of not having to talk in a coherent way, of not having to think about what you're going to say. Not that we put a whole lot of thought into it in advance, but we at least put some thought into it as the words are making the trip from brain to mouth. It's kind of nice it to is. exist that way. I kind of liked it. Uh, it was a, and we got five great. weeks of it coming up. I can't I mean, wait. if I feel this way after four days, I may just not show up when it's time for the show to start again after our five-week hiatus, which begins... As of June 16, our final show, which is just like less than three weeks away. Well, let me know. If you don't want to show back up when it's time to come back from my hiatus, I'm, I'm down. I won't show up with you. All right? I'll, I'll make the hiatus longer. I'm, a, I'm down for that. You know, uh, <laughs> well. I, I, know, I know that this would conflict with your podcast schedule, but I've noticed there's a window in the Peacock lineup from right. 12 to 3 where there ain't nothing there now barry's got his show coming back at some point at 12 but 1 to 3 is wide ass open and man life would be a hell of a lot easier from 1 to 3 than 7 to 9 just saying uh, it just would saying. be you're right now, now I, again, did, I didn't notice again, there was a that, yeah yeah maybe more eyeballs that during conflict that time with your podcast schedule it but won't yeah, we can yeah, work people, that out west coast west coast especially we could be live in the uk because i think that's when we're on anyway i don't know just something to see. Everybody wants that. About. Kristen in the back. Everybody would like to not wake up at four thirty in the morning to do the show at seven a.m. So we'll see. See if you got any pull, any the power other thing here. I like too, the other thing I the, the other thing I like too about doing that, I could get my workout in like before. Oh, you are before like a normal guy. Kind of day. Okay. okay. I would. Lo- well, I am now. Not not today. Yeah. But, well, but yeah, I am. Right. But I was the past three days. It's great. Get your workout in before lunch. You have a little bit less of an appetite for lunch. If you, if I, for me at least, if I do like an hour of cardio, I really don't feel like eating as much as I ordinarily would. And then you just have that. You've you, you've accomplished that. You've checked that box. It's not hovering over you like oh I got to go down and work out. And it's just kind of nice to get that done. 
I, I just you know maybe maybe I would just roll out of bed and do it if we weren't on uh, seven and nine. I don't know. It's just something. It's just giving me some ideas. That's the problem with taking days off. It gives you ideas. Yeah, ideas that disrupt. Get you out of the, the routine. Get you relaxed. Think so about I got man. These, I, I got these ideas. Yeah, I got these ideas that are conflicting with our obligations. I don't like that. Hey, all right. But so I here, do like that. Uh, well, I, 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 all right. Well, well, we'll see. Let's let this flush out. We'll see. Maybe we can make a ruckus of it and start to you know say, hey, we want to be on later on in the afternoon. We want that one to three slot. You know, screw you executives at NBC. We want to move the time, the time of the show. <laughs> I won't use that language when I talk to them. To I think you're right. I probably, we could probably be a little better. Wait. All right. So continuing on the weekend, right? Did you watch some NBA basketball? I mean, I'm so proud of you last week. You watched a little this weekend. We had two unreal games, right? You, I don't know if you saw game six with the tip in, you know, all the, all the idiot Miami Heat fans celebrating like they won all over social media, not realizing the tip in was good. And then, of course, last night was awesome. Mike, did you watch it? Well, what I did was I followed my dad's advice on Saturday night yeah, okay. and watched the last four minutes. And you, you saw a lot of Celtics. good there. So I saw, I saw, <laughs> right. I saw the tip in. I didn't think that that he got the ball out of his hands right. before the the orange light around the backboard, and I was as surprised as everybody I saw in those videos. There were a bunch of people at a wedding somewhere who were celebrating. Oh my gosh, they were ridiculous. Thinking the Heat won Game Six, <laughs> but they got their they got their their you know return last night. I watched all of it last night, although. Once it felt yeah. like it was done, yeah. what I did was, because I was in my office, I was doing some work, and again, I had a nice leisurely pace. Even when I don't work, I still work, but I had a little box with uh, the the basketball game, and then I, for some reason I, I rediscovered a few good men yesterday with Jack Nicholson, Tom Cruise, Demi Moore, Kevin Pollack, Kevin Bacon, I hadn't watched it in a while. That movie. That's one of your favorites. You, so, you you watch that once a year. But I hadn't yeah, watched it in yeah. a while. Okay. I had, no, it's it has not been on my once a year list. Okay. But now it is. I All don't right. know. I used to watch it when I was preparing for trial. That and my cousin Vinny, because they're both incredibly realistic in their own in their own very unique ways. But yeah, that movie is is really good and it holds up well thirty one years later. So I just watched the the last half of that while the second half of the basketball game was on because I just kind of kept an eye on it to see if the Celtics yeah, were going to make, make a run. run. At one point, they yeah. cut it down to eight. Yeah, and right. Got it, it to eight. Eight to like 13. Yeah, right. And it just uh, – there was a point where it's like this thing, this thing's done. And I don't know. Is it as simple as saying once Jason Tatum twisted his ankle? Uh, Change things. That that just – that just took the air out of the balloon. It did seem like that. I mean, he's, you know, it's, he's definitely, I, you know, I would say the best player on the floor, right? And for him to have that injury and in, in that moment early on in the game and never really get in a flow or establish himself, yeah, that kind of hurt things. Heat are unbelievable, he, though. He should have gone, should, should, should have gone to the locker room and, and had whatever Mahomes had. <laughs> yeah, after right. He sprained his ankle against the <laughs> yeah. Jaguars because Mahomes got it worse than yeah. Jason Tatum did. But no. we've all done that. It's yeah. amazing it doesn't happen more often. You're jumping. You're landing, and I mean, there's other feet around. Yeah, it's there's amazing. Legs, it there's legs. There's bodies. Right. You, when your feet land in a in a weird way, and I've done that before. I know that pain. When I saw it happen, when I saw the replay, I mean, anyone that's ever twisted an ankle playing basketball knows that pain. It is instant, and it can be debilitating. and And you don't know whether it's going to be a one or a two day injury, or going to be a one or a two month injury when it first happens. So. 
but but yeah, it's hard to keep playing with it. And I could just tell he was laboring with that. He just wasn't running the same way. How can you? It's an injury. Exactly. It's an injury. I mean, right. the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. If you're injured, what can you do? You can't just will your way through it. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're running, you're jumping, you're cutting on a hardwood court with sticky sneakers. Like uh, that's hard, that's tough on that ankle, you know, joint. But like it, it, it was still Regardless of that air being taken out of the game a little between that and then the heat kind of, what was that, the end of the first quarter, second quarter run there where they started to control the game there, uh, it's still remarkable what they did. It, it really is. I, I don't know what team is like them in the NFL. I know we might have a draft a little later around this circumstance and, and what happened yesterday, but like the ultimate backs up against the wall type of team. When, when they lost the other night, I literally had, was on the phone with some friends and go, yeah, the Heat are the type of team, though, that will like now go to Boston and win the game, the game we don't think they're going to win. All of a sudden, they'll show up. And I, I don't know who the NFL team is that's like that right now. Maybe that's the Chiefs a little, but they're kind of the Kings. Uh, but remarkable with Jimmy Butler, Eric Spolstra, quietly becoming one of the greatest coaches in the history of the NBA, right? I think it's his fifth different, sixth different finals appearance here. Uh, pretty cool with, with the style of, of ball they play. Yeah, the draft today is a work in progress. And usually we know when the show begins what the draft is going to be. But we pulled the plug on what I thought it was going to be. And at some point we'll have it worded in a final formal way, but it's along these lines of maybe like best low seed to ever get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. I would assume it would be get there yeah, because we don't know he'd if he'd he have won it yet. Right, right. They gotta they gotta beat they gotta beat the Nuggets. And I saw somebody was making a big deal yesterday about how the Heat already had a flight scheduled for Denver for the game on Thursday. Well why the hell wouldn't they? I bet the Celtics had a flight scheduled there yeah, I know. as well. Yeah I know. Right, right. Or assuming that that the Celtics wouldn't have. I don't know how they do the hosting duties. I don't know if the Celtics would have hosted Game One if they had won. I think I the Nuggets no would have hosted but, no matter what. Right, but yeah. Okay, then I then I assume I assume the Celtics had, had plans too. too. I mean, sure, you don't. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's not like they have the parade planned, but but hey, it worked. Maybe now every team will prematurely make their flight plans because it worked for the Miami Heat. So I and I understand that that uh, you know uh, in this age of media consumption, anything that we can make into a story can be made into a story. And I don't complain about it because it gave me thirty seconds to talk about the story, just to say I don't think it was a story, which dovetails perfectly. And I did not intend this with our first topic of the day. Because it was a slow weekend, as you would imagine. Memorial Day, OTA shut down. Not a lot of news. One of the things about this offseason I've noticed, there isn't any one continuing major drama that keeps generating headlines, attracting attention. What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next with Deshaun Watson? What's going to happen next with Aaron Rodgers? What's going to happen next with Tom Brady? We've had that stuff. Right. The past, Even Lamar contract last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing at this right. point. There's no ongoing drama. So, so, one of the great stories of the weekend is the question of whether or not the only story of the weekend is really a story. You've got two camps. You've got the camp that says, hey, this looks significant. And then you've got the nothing to see here camp. And, and we all have something to talk about now. 
because there's a story, even if the story is whether or not it should be a story. And it takes us to Jimmy Garoppolo and the Las Vegas Raiders. And I'm, I'm going to peel back the curtain on my process here. I'm yeah. not going to out my sources, obviously. But as the dust settled on last week and I got comfortable with the idea of four days of no show and I'm looking for stuff to write about, you have time to think, you have time to read some. And I just remembered something was nagging at me over this Jimmy Garoppolo news that came out last week that he had foot surgery. It's like, well, is it some new injury that we don't know about? Well, no, it's the injury that happened back in December against the Dolphins that opened the door for Brock Purdy. Well, wait, didn't he have surgery then? Oh, no, he didn't have surgery then. Well, why didn't he have surgery then? And he's all of a sudden had surgery in March. After it's kind of one of those things something. you're like, wait, wait, so, that didn't happen? I kind of thought, I took it for granted uh, yeah. too. I was like, wait, it, exactly. it already happened, right? I, I, I've been right there with you. One of those you thought was just a yeah. given of the situation. So so what happened was, and, and it's funny, there are certain things that I always remember, certain things that, that I forget and I need a little reminder. I need a little prompt. I need a little spark. And I was looking at some of the stories. I looked at the story we wrote last week after the Athletic reported that the surgery had happened at some point since Jimmy Garoppolo signed his contract with the Raiders. And Miles Simmons, I believe it was, who wrote the story at PFT, made reference to the delayed signing of the Jimmy Garoppolo contract back in March. And it was something that I knew about because I remember thinking, uh-oh. Yeah, that's they a little They sent everybody weird. home. Right. Everybody, everybody's there. Everybody's there. And they sent everybody home and said, come back tomorrow. Yeah. And, and it's so funny. And this gets back to the whole conspiracy theory stuff that we talked about last week. I wrote about it over the weekend. Oh, I'll yeah, own I it. I saw it. Because somebody, somebody's got to be willing to say in those moments, whoa, whoa, something right here. Yeah, there's some BS especially there. Because, especially because, Chris, what happens is when that occurred, what happened? The Raiders and Garoppolo himself, nothing to see here. Yeah. Nothing to see here. So let me set the stage. And we got some Garoppolo sound ready to go. Cue it up, control room, because I'm going to throw to it here in a second. See, I'm getting everybody back in the in the flow. Oh, look at you. Way to go, coach. Sure. Coach them up, baby. Here we go. They're ready. They're ready. Okay. <laughs> so, so what happens is they got the contract agreed to. The terms of the contract are reported, including an $11.25 million signing bonus for Jimmy Garoppolo, an important term to keep in mind. They got everybody at the facility. All the reporters are there for the press conference. And it's like, what's going on here? And I asked the Raiders, oh, no big deal. Nothing's going on. Nothing to see here. And then when they finally have the press conference the next day, one of the first questions for Jimmy Garoppolo is, hey, what gives? What happened? Why didn't we do this all yesterday? What went on behind the scenes to potentially... Slow this down. Here's what Jimmy G had to say. Just going back to yesterday, there was a little bit of a delay. Uh, any light that you could shed on what happened? And, and uh, was there any kind of worry that this couldn't get over the finish line? No worry. Uh, I mean, it was just honestly just talking, uh, language, things like that. But, no, we both sides, I think, knew what we wanted to get done. So it was a very collaborative, actually, just us coming together. Yeah, sure, Jimmy. Sure, Jan. And it's funny. He did the... He did the tell like he knew. He knew it was coming from the question. It's like, uh oh, uh oh, I gotta tell a lie here. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Let me do this before I start talking (laughs) because there's gonna be assholes like Florio out there who think if I do it while I'm talking, I'm lying. So I'm gonna do it before I'm talking. You conspiracy theorists, you. So, so, uh, and honestly, he used the word honestly. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, 
Look, look. And, and it's funny. It's funny because even after, because what happened was, what happened was, once I remembered that there had been an issue with the delay of the press conference, I, I thought back to one of the other contracts that was delayed this year, the Marcus Davenport deal. Yeah. And it turned out the Davenport deal has a specific language in it, a clause about his shoulder. They're concerned about his shoulder, and that slowed it all down. They had to hammer out the proper terms because he would have failed his physical but for this clause relating to his shoulder. And the Vikings are exempt from any responsibility for anything that may happen to aggravate this shoulder that he had surgery on. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to put my reporter hat on, which I rarely do, messes up my hair, and I'm going to try to get Jimmy Garoppolo's contract and just pick through it and see if there's anything in there that would shed light on this whole foot thing because he didn't have foot surgery at the time. He signs with the Raiders, and then he has foot surgery, and now there's this question, is he going to participate in OTAs? Is he going to be ready for camp? And, of course, nothing to see here. Everything's fine. See, that's the thing. We need to learn from these experiences when they happen. When they say nothing to see here, everything's fine, and it turns out there was something to see there, and then now they're saying there's nothing to see here, everything's fine, and the same people who swallowed the hook back then are swallowing it now. Yeah. It's like, folks, when are we going to wake up and realize we're, be, we're, be, we're lied to all the time, and you know, for strategic reasons, but still, we don't take this stuff at face value. So I got the contract, yeah. and coincidentally, addendum G in the Garoppolo contract, G for, G for Jimmy. Jimmy G. <laughs> G for Garoppolo. There it is. Um, and look, to, to put it in in you know the simplest terms possible, that is a multi-paragraph clause aimed at protecting the Raiders against the possibility that this foot will not allow him to play. And what it protects them against isn't potential responsibility for the future. They never have to pay him. If this foot doesn't get healed... He isn't going to be owed a single penny by the Raiders, including the signing bonus, because that's one of the things that happened when they had to renegotiate this deal and delayed the press conference and sent everyone home, Chris. They took $11.25 million out of his pocket. They took away his signing bonus. The only sure thing when you sign one of these contracts is your signing bonus. Yeah. They took it away from him. They moved it into 2023 base salary, yeah. and he will not get a penny of it until he passes a physical to the satisfaction of the same Raiders doctor, I assume, that said, oh, hang on. Yeah. We got a problem with his metatarsal here. We got a problem with his foot injury that, for whatever reason, the 49ers didn't see fit to have him undergo surgery for, and it's entirely possible he they didn't want it. Well, and they didn't care. Well, they didn't now want he had him. to get it. Yeah. He had to get right. it. Well, and. And we'll talk about that later as to why he didn't do it. There's different theories, yeah. but the bottom line is he didn't. Right. And the only way he's getting a single dollar from the Raiders is to, number one, have it. And then, number two, hope that at the end of the day, the Raiders doctor, or whoever it is that's signing off on this, says, okay, we're comfortable going forward with this guy's foot surgically repaired. And we always assume... Everything's going to be fine because what happens? Every surgery is a success. Every rehab is ahead of schedule until it isn't, until it isn't. So this introduces a very significant wrinkle. And, and it just it's comical, the number of people that still want to say this is no big deal. This is no big deal. Your guy Lombardi yesterday tried to denigrate me by saying, this guy doesn't know anything about football. He's never worked in the NFL. This stuff happens all the time. These injury waivers are all the time. And I posed the question on Twitter. 
sarcastically, but also seriously. How many times does it happen that you take $11.25 million out of a guy's pocket? I don't think that happens all the time, Mike. No. I don't think I don't that happens on a regular basis. Would agree with you. I've there. never heard of that happening before, and I've been covering the sport for 23 years. And I'd like to think, Mr. Lombardi, that covering the sport for 23 years counts for a little something. Now I'll shut up. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. It does count for something. It does, you know. I mean, you know, Mike, yeah, Mike, you know, he's a strong personality. He's got great knowledge of football, and he sticks by his guns with certain things. He's got things. two sons that work for well, the Raiders. Well, yeah. He's got two sons he's that work connected, for the He worked with all those Flight people. Well, that's where you got to, you know, hey, we, we all have our bias and connections in life. And, yeah, you know, Mike is very in tune with the New England coaching staff and, of course, with Josh McDaniels and, and the rest of that group being from New England. There's relationships there. So, yeah, he's probably sticking up for them to a degree, right? This is two off-seasons in a row. One surgery that saved Jimmy Garoppolo and gave him power. Now we're back in a similar situation, and it's kind of screwing him over. I don't know. We'll get into I don't know why he waited so long to have the surgery. I don't get that. The Raiders, right? Every, you know, they did the right thing to not give him eleven point seven five million dollars in, in signing bonus. That was the smart thing. What was Jimmy Garoppolo going to do there? He's got nothing to do. Wait, I'm hurt. Nobody else wants me. This is the He's only got no other option, right? This There's is the no only team. seat They're left the only on the team. table. Exactly. You know, but I also will say, how did it get to the Raiders being in a spot where this was their only option? You know, that's where it's a little amazing to me too. It's just the fact that it got this far down the road, right? And I don't know if the the Raiders thought maybe they were going to like one of the quarterbacks in the draft more and they'd have a little flexibility that way. I don't know what shook out exactly there. But for a team that's, you know, it, it, what I would say is buttoned up and detailed and on top of all things that I know that New England group is about with Dave Ziegler and, and Josh McDaniels as the head coach, I am shocked that they got that far, that far down the road without, you know, and a prior relationship with Jimmy Garoppolo and knowing him from the days in New England, that this wasn't a little bit more of an issue. It seems weird on Jimmy G's part in his camp that maybe this wasn't discussed more with the Raiders or teams leading up to this. And I'm just a little surprised that the Raiders, like I said, got this far down the road with limited options and then basically are just stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo right now as far as the only option they got. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There are so many layers and levels there of this is. onion, and I spent a lot of time trying to peel it back over the weekend, <clears throat> but it is amazing to think that this contract, this clause, this addendum G, stayed hidden for more than two months. When there are people swarming, there, there, there is a small army that is constantly growing of NFL insiders and reporters who are tracking down information whenever and wherever they can get it. And this is something that is significant, especially when we consider the player that it involves. Because what's the story? What's his epitaph? What's his tombstone in the NFL? Jimmy G always injured. Yeah. He's always injured. Right. He's the one quarterback that can't stay healthy. So now on his way through the door, he's got an injury so serious that the Raiders won't give him a signing bonus, that they gave him a signing bonus and yanked it away. Yeah. They said psych with his signing bonus because of this injury, in part because they could, because nobody else was calling to try to get Jimmy G at the time, and because they were, I assume. See, it's hard for the Raiders to say nothing to see here now. No big deal. That's what Lombardi was trying to say yesterday. No big deal. No big deal. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. No big deal. Then why'd they take his signing bonus yeah, away? Yeah, injury waivers happen all the time, but the signing bonus there. is yeah. a different thing. Right, right. Yeah. And and so, and and you're right. Look, the reason I think this was hidden, one of the big reasons, because I, I will guarantee you at least one major national insider who I won't name knew about this. I guarantee you. The agent's Don Yee, and the, and the person I'm thinking of has a close, personal, business-at-one-point relationship with Don Yee. Didn't last long, but there was a business relationship with Don Yee. I think he knew. And this is one of those where if you, if, you, if you let it go, it pays dividends in the future. It maintains the flow of the five-minute heads-up on transactions before they get announced. Because that's what we got to have. we got to have that flow. we got to know five minutes before it's announced. So this is one where eh, I'll just look the other way on it. Well, I, I, I firmly believe at least one major national insider knew about it sure. and didn't serve the audience by sharing the truth with them. I, I don't, that's fine. I, that's I, fine. I, because eventually the truth always comes out. Right. Even and, though it may take a while, the right. truth always comes out. I, I mean, I, I, I agreed with you there. And, and it's not always that the insider has to share everything. And I'm not, you know, mad if I don't you, even know. You either want to serve your audience or you don't. You well, want to serve the audience or you don't. Well, you want to tell them. You either want to tell them stuff that they're going to find out anyway, or you want to tell them stuff that people don't want them to know. Well, sometimes I think it's far more interesting to find out the stuff people aren't supposed to. Know. I, well, I, I know that, you know, but, you know, sometimes and I have no idea who you're talking about here, but sometimes, yeah, there's just more at play like you so, talked about, and, and there's different layers to all this type of stuff there. So I, I don't oh, it's know. quid pro quo, transactional. Sure. That, but that's the thing. I want people to understand yeah. that that's how the sausage gets made. But You'll have people in a position that they know this stuff, just like last year with Tom Brady going to Miami, yeah. which is going to come up later in this segment. Right. There are people who knew about it. People at ESPN knew about it, but they weren't going to say anything about it. They didn't want to upset any apple carts. They didn't want to piss off Tommy. There was a broader play going on there, I believe, I don't know, but I believe based upon 23 years of covering the NFL that people knew about it, 
but they exercise discretion away from saying anything about it. And Because I remember one of the great mysteries last year, and Dan Levitard brought this up repeatedly. How in the hell are we and Ben Volan the only people in the entire media, media ecosystem right. talking about right. what was the biggest freaking story of the offseason? Yeah, Levitard Tom and Brady gave us a lot of credit for Retiring from the that. Buccaneers. Right. Yeah, and, and, and deliberately becoming a part owner of the yeah. Dolphins with the goal of becoming the quarterback of the Dolphins and with Sean Payton as his head coach. How is nobody else talking about that? Well, sometimes people know, and they just choose not to talk about it in order to preserve other interests. So, All right, anyway, so wait, back wait, to our wait, point. Wait, yeah, get... I think people knew. I think people knew. Well, oh, yeah, I, I do. And they didn't share it with their audience. Oh, okay, and and you know, and again, I think we were seeing why it wasn't shared or, or or totally truthful there. But that's where, like, Mike, you've seen Billy Madison, right? You've seen that movie with you know Adam Sandler. Business ethics. Remember that? Great. Where you're going with this? Man, well, you remember business ethics. Uh, the thing about business ethics is, um, 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 I mean, doesn't it seem somewhat <laughs> unethical what Jimmy G has done to two franchises here, two years in a row? That's kind of where I go back to it. Again, I'm still a little whoa, bit whoa, of whoa, whoa, whoa. This, this, this isn't on him. This isn't on him. This I, is on them. They could have, they could have run away and signed somebody else. They didn't have to they they didn't have to go through with this. Now part of the problem is and this gets back to the whole way that free agency happens. You've got that 48 52 hour window where you go out and negotiate the contracts and the dust settles yeah. and then the physicals happen. And the problem is not that there were a lot of other viable options out there and we talked about this recently with Devontae Adams right. like he didn't want Jimmy G. Well who else is out there? Yeah. But the music has stopped and the asses are in the seats by the time you figure out this guy's got a foot injury exactly. that hasn't healed and he needs surgery. Well, isn't it so on the know. agent and the player? Like, mean, Mike, if I was a player. Is your guy healthy? Yeah, what? he's healthy. Well, that's how's a, your guy's foot? That's it's BS, fun. right? Yeah, you may, you may be right. Okay. I agree with I you. I mean, that's, that's going to be us. Brought me around. All right. I know. I know. I know. I, you're a sensible guy. Right. Like, you know, I, I, I was in that situation. I, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. You know, and I understand maybe doing that last year to gain control back from the 49ers so they don't trade you somewhere you're, you don't want to go. And that's why he kind of had that surgery at the last second or whatever else so he could kind of pull things back in his direction. That's maybe a little more understandable. This one is one where, you know, I, I do look at it as, yeah, the, it's on the agent and the player to be a little honest here. Hey, team, we want to give you a ton of money to lead our franchise. Oh yeah, sure, great, great, great. And then you get in the door and go, you know, I'm I'm actually not healthy. I I can't play. Oh, oh, okay, great. Or 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 he doesn't even say it. Or he doesn't say it. The he doctor's even like looking at the foot, saying, "Yeah, saying what something's up with this that's, foot." That's what I'm saying. What's wrong with this foot? Nothing. I'm fine. And I'm the, fine. And we'll I'm see fine. where this goes. And I'm not panicked yet. And I, but but this is certainly weird. And and I'm a little bit like, hey, I think it'll still work out and all that. But damn. That's got to be a little bit on on Don Yee and Jimmy Garoppolo there, a little to do that to the Raiders that's and put them point. in that situation. I think Excellent that's point. that's that's not you know what I would call ethical in the business world in the NFL. Well, well, and and look at it this way. Look at it this way. If the Raiders knew what they later learned, exactly, it wouldn't have been eleven point two five million dollars signing. Bonus. Exactly, and they would Don have had Yee, other options. Don Yee said something to the Raiders that got them to think his guy is fine. Exactly. And and this gets back to why it was kept under wraps. It makes everybody look bad. It makes everybody look negligent or arguably unethical. And Jimmy G's got this weird thing. Where he doesn't this talk. Is my opinion. Or... I'm not stating yeah. facts. Yeah. Where where he like doesn't like confrontation. Right. 
So he does this passive-aggressive stuff instead. Like, I'm going to wait to have surgery. I'm going to do, like, and and I'm not going to come out and say anything. I'm just going to kind of do things. And then you have to figure out later how it all fits together. And, yeah, it happened last year with the shoulder surgery that the 49ers didn't even know he was having. And now this year, now, now look, it could just be that the guy doesn't want to have surgery. And for that, I can't blame him. We have become desensitized as media and fans to the idea that these are surgical procedures, minor surgery. I used to say this years ago, you know what minor surgery is? Minor surgery is surgery not being performed on you or someone you care about. <laughs> That's, That's right. minor surgery. That's right. Because there is no minor surgery. That's right. There is no minor surgery. Anytime that your body is being torn open even delicately with a scalpel, and it's exposed to light and air and potential infection and stuff is going on and they're putting things in or they're taking things out or they're moving stuff around, that is not some trivial matter. That's a big deal. And maybe Garoppolo just didn't want to do it. And I go back to December. The first report from Adam Schefter of ESPN, who's plugged in with Don Yee, but may or may not be the person I was referring to earlier. I'm not making that connection presently. But... (laughs) But... He reported no surgery for Garoppolo, seven to eight week turnaround. And then there was that question, well, was Garoppolo going to be ready? Is he going to be back? Who will he be back for the Super Bowl? As if they were going to bench Brock Purdy if they got to the Super Bowl. The only way he was playing in the Super Bowl is if they'd won it after Purdy injured his elbow against the Eagles. If they'd somehow won the game with Josh Johnson, then you go with Garoppolo if he's able to go. But, I mean, from the 49ers' perspective, he's not coming back next year anyway. Like, what do yeah. we do? Well, let him do whatever he well, wants exactly. to do. Does he need exactly. surgery? Probably does. But right. if he doesn't want it, who cares? He's not playing for us exactly. next year anyway. Right. I was. That's the point I was trying to make before. That's where it's like they didn't care this year. This one, they definitely didn't care. Do whatever you got to do. You're not in our plans. We're not bringing you back. So whatever you feel like is necessary. You know, all right. So that's fine that they let him do that. But where I have a problem with it right now a little bit is what we're explaining. You know, at what point did he know that there was a problem? Right. You know, at what point was he going to tell the Raiders? You know, it's one thing if he felt like, wait, I was just working out yesterday and moving around and doing great. And, well, wait, now you're seeing something you don't like. I felt great. But was it more of, you know, wait, I kind of know something's wrong here and I'm going to just kind of wait until somebody calls me out or the first day I have to be on the field and just go, ooh, my foot doesn't feel right. And then then open up, you know, Pandora's box on what we should do. And that's how it kind of smells right now a little bit. And that's what... Yeah, I don't, I don't love that aspect for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it's a low blow, and he's put the Raiders in a really tough spot where, you, like you said, they're not only trying to protect themselves, but they're trying to also protect the guy they think is going to be their quarterback and not make him look like a jerk and, and look like you know they, that he screwed them over that way too. Yeah, oh, You're right, and again, they have a mutual interest here. Yeah. They want to make him look better, and they want to make themselves look not inept because if he can't play, it's Brian Hoyer who has had a respectable career, but he's not the guy you're putting all your eggs in his basket. And then you've got Aiden O'Connell, who they drafted with the final selection in round four when all these other guys were out there. He was the eighth quarterback taken in the 2023 draft. And maybe they know something the rest of us don't about Aiden O'Connell, but it just feels like they don't have a viable plan B when they knew that their plan A was not what they expected it to be at the time 
that they negotiated the contract and agreed to give him that bonus. So, hey, look, it may just be a simple case of maybe, maybe he thought he was fine. That You know, an idea that I just had as we're talking this through, yeah. and now I'm warming up to no, the idea of doing the show for two hours in the morning because mm-hmm. it's useful to me for the rest of the day. It gives me ideas, things to follow up on and things to write about. They do exit physicals at the end of every year, yeah. even if you're going to be a free agent, right. don't they? He right. would have had to have passed an exit physical. Wouldn't there be a record somewhere of his exit physical from the 49ers? Now, is it's it not always in depth. Right, right. It's not always in yeah, depth. Yeah, I mean, is it possible they're ones. like, yeah, he's the, good to go. Right. Yeah, he's good to go. Get him out of here. Exactly. 49ers say he's fine, and then the Raiders say, no, he's not. Well, yeah. Well, in the end of the season, physical at times, and like in that situation like that, especially like what you're saying, wait, he seems fine, and, and then the player tells you he's fine. And yeah, they're not because the the contract's over and there's no more financial agreement. They don't do the maybe the digging in there like they would if they were about to make a big investment. And then, of course, it comes time. But I think like you said there and what I said before, what I want to know is where was he at before he signed this contract with the Raiders? Did he feel like, hey, wait, I feel like I'm okay. And then the doctor pushes and prods on a little and goes, wait, no, there's a little issue here. You have a strength issue or whatever. Or was this one where he walked in, knew the problem, knew there was an issue and was just waiting for it to get called out a little bit. But, you know, was going to have that contract in hand already and, and you know, put, make a little power play. And that to me would be wrong. And you screwed over the Raiders if that's the case. I'm texting right now with somebody who knows the answer to the question. And since he was an unrestricted free agent, there wouldn't have been an exit physical like there would be for somebody who's coming back the next year. So, and even then, though, even then, even then, without an exit physical, you'd want scans, you'd want medical reports. They were continuing, I assume, to monitor the condition week in and week out, seven to eight weeks of rehab. He was doing the rehab. Right. I assume the Raiders would have looked at all of that before they commit to the $11.25 million, unless they did just take Don Yee's word for it. Regardless, it's a bad look for everyone. That's why it was hidden. No one in that relationship had any reason to share the information. See, when somebody signs a contract, the agent always has the motivation and the incentive to leak the numbers. 99.99% of the time, maybe even more than that, When we see the contractual numbers reported, they are coming from the agent, especially because a lot of the times the contractual numbers that are reported initially are wrong. They're inflated. They make the agent look better, and nobody seems to care about that other than me because I'm the conspiracy theorist who cares about what the actual truth is and what the deal is really worth, not what the agent wants everyone to think it's worth. But the agent's the one who talks then. In a situation like this, There's no one with a motivation to brag. This is one where it's all in our best interest to keep this quiet. Let's keep this quiet. We don't need people knowing about this. We don't need people knowing that I lost my signing bonus. We don't need people knowing that this went sideways and almost did implode. And but for Jimmy G yielding his $11.25 million signing bonus and agreeing to this long and lengthy waiver, he wouldn't have even gotten a contract from the Raiders. We wouldn't have done the press conference at all. It's not a matter of being delayed. It's canceled. It's never happening. Go away and don't come back. That's it. Who's our quarterback? Good question. I don't know. Tom Brady. I don't know. So, look, it's a bad look for everyone. That's why it took two months for it to come out. And without him having the foot surgery and me having a few days to let this stuff ruminate and percolate, it's like, hey, let's go look at his let's let's look at the contract. Let's let's go to the actual evidence 
of what this relationship is, and there it was. The answers that we didn't even realize we should have been looking for. No, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. It is, and it's amazing it's been kept quiet this long. And But now with this, I mean, there's going to be a spotlight. It's going to add pressure, you know, the Raiders in this situation, and, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo, and we're all going to be questioning it. And when is he going to get back on the field? You know, when is it going to be that he's, you know, okay, totally healthy and cleared for training camp, whatever, you know, again, these are issues that have come along a lot with Jimmy Garoppolo. We know that, like you said, there's an injury history there. And then it's a crucial year for the Raiders. It's a crucial year. It's a big year. They're trying to turn the corner here and flip the franchise over and kind of got things going in the right direction, but got rid of a franchise quarterback. And now we're, oh, wait, we're stuck in this situation. Yeah, it doesn't look good on them right now with, with how this is all playing out. And, it, and you're right, it does intensify everything as it relates to where the Raiders are, what's happening, and what their plans are in the event that Garoppolo either doesn't pass the physical. I mean, look, I would say it's unlikely yeah. that we're going to get to the point where he can't pass a physical. Right. But the mechanism is in place for them to say via con Dios to Jimmy Garoppolo – if he can't, and never pay him a dime. I mean, that would be unprecedented, as far as I know. I can't as far think as of I can recall. Like it. Yeah. For an NFL contract right. to the age of free agency where a guy gets signed, comes through the door, has surgery to rectify a pre-existing condition that the team apparently didn't know about when they negotiated the contract, so they had to renegotiate the contract. He gets surgery. It never heals to the satisfaction of the team, and they say, see you later, and they never pay him a penny. That, to me, is something that I don't think has ever happened before. And I'm not saying it's going to happen now, but the pieces are in place for it to happen. Yeah. No, agreed. Agreed. They are. And I don't remember it ever happening. I mean, I, I mean, contracts being pulled, period, is a rare thing. Josh Norman having the franchise tag pulled from him is like the only significant one I can ever remember. So I'm with you there, Mike. So... um. That leads us to oh gosh, here we go. That leads us to here. It's well, been look. He just hold on. Away. It's been seven just days since away, we Tom. talked about him. <laughs> just go away, Tom, and we won't talk about it. you. See, he loves, and this gets back to remember when he was in Miami and he was asked about possibly being the quarterback of the Dolphins, and he didn't say no. They have a quarterback. No, I'm retired. He gives this non-answer that sparks speculation. I talked to somebody who would be in a position to have a pretty good idea of what Brady is thinking, and I was told in the aftermath of that he is done. He's not playing. Right. But right. he likes this stuff. He likes this. He likes being the topic of conversation. He likes being the guy that continues to hover over the sport. He likes it when – and, I get, you know, it's good to know that deep inside that cyborg visage or visage – you can take whatever pronunciation you want. There is a real boy who has the same dumb emotions that motivates so many others. He just likes to be talked about. He likes it when he's the center of attention, and now he is. And this is where it gets a little weird. But look, when you know now what they knew then, how do you not at least keep an eye on the possibility of Brady being there, break glass in event of emergency option? Because if Garoppolo can't go, they got an emergency. And it's either Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell. I'd rather bust the glass and go with Tom Brady. So I, that isn't going anywhere, primarily because he's about to become a partial owner of the very team 
<laughs> that is in the middle of this situation. You can't make this stuff up. It's amazing. Of all the teams in the NFL, right. the one he's about to become part owner of is the one team that would particularly have a need for him if the quarterback they signed, who was his tormentor in New England until he reportedly insisted they get rid of the guy, is now the quarterback, and if he can't play, they need Tommy. It's unbelievable. It is really unbelievable. When you lay it out there, it, it, you're right. You can't. It's like, you know, real life beats a Hollywood script. And it is pretty unbelievable. Uh, you know, I, I think one with like Brady, you know, hey, hey, again, I'm not mad at him for getting involved or being in the news here. He's got a lot of money. He's trying to invest it the right way, whatever. I'm sure this is one of the better investments out there. You can't put it all in a bank. All right. Yeah, he likes to stay in the news. Don't put relevant. it in FTX. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that one. That might have been wrong. You know, I, I yeah. like you. You know, I know there was a time where I think he was keeping some options open early on in the off season, and still, you know, hemming and hawing about maybe I'll play. But no, too many people around him that the door is shut, or at least that's what he's told people. And and listen, there's other years we've heard the opposite, and that's what's happened. He's, the, the door was open, and he came back and played. This one seems to be shut for good from everybody I've heard from around the situation and all of that. But like you said, there's history here, and that's where it's a little different than your normal case. Okay, so he's the owner of the team, and that's going to complicate things, I'm sure, and you can dive into that better than me, Mike. But, like, this is a team where it's his favorite offensive coordinator in the history of Tom Brady's career. He loved Josh McDaniels. It's a bunch of people that know Brady and what he's all about. So, to your point, like, if, if you know – the sh dot dot starts to hit the fan or whatever i do think this is going to be one of the best options shoe (laughs) exactly okay yeah i think this will be one of the options they look at or want to because it's one of the only things where you can go wait this can really get us out of a tough situation right here yeah and and again, I think he likes the fact that it's going to be the topic of conversation and he'll give non-answers about it and laugh about it and and never slam the door because he likes and, – and look, I understand. And this is a very human dynamic to all of this. The train is going to leave the station in a couple of months here on the 2023 football season, the first football season since the first time he put on a helmet when he was a kid that – The game is going on without him, and it's not going to pause. It's not going to stop. It's not going to flinch without him. It's just going to keep going. That train is going to keep going without the goat on it. So to the extent that he can maybe create the impression for anyone else or even for himself that the goat's going to be on that train, at least for now, maybe that helps him deal with it because this is going to be a hell of an adjustment. You've talked about it earlier, what it felt like that first year after your career was done. Think about what it's like for a guy that's been in the NFL for more than half of his entire time on earth. He's pushing 46, and he's been in the NFL for more than half of his years. That's got to be tough to deal with. But this leads to the whole complication that arises from this ownership deal. Now, silly me. And, and here's one of the reasons why I thought it would be no big deal for him to become a partial owner of the Raiders and then play for the Raiders whenever he felt like it. That was the heart of the crackpot scheme that Stephen Ross came up with last year in Miami. Right. Step one, partial owner of the team. Step two, we acquire his rights from the Buccaneers and he becomes our quarterback. Like, no big deal. Like, it's easy. So I assumed that 
that as they crafted this plan, and we have since learned, given the tampering penalties that were imposed against the Dolphins, that this was indeed the plan. They hadn't really thought the plan through. Because now we know, and this comes from multiple reports, that once he becomes an owner of the team, he needs a unanimous 32-0 vote from ownership to allow him to play. And my first thought was, well, that's kind of stupid. Why would you not want him to play? He's Tom Brady. It helps all the owners if this guy's on the field. Yeah. Someone explained to me over the weekend, what? look, <laughs> this is something that teams would have a problem with because he's basically an extra guy on the roster until he decides to play. Sure. He has access to all the meetings. He has access to all the practices. He has access to the playbooks, the game plans, the coaching staff. He's just a guy who's on the team but not really on the team yet, but he's kind of on the team until we need to make him part of the team. He's essentially the 54th man on the roster. So teams would have a problem with that. And if it only takes one to kill this. Yeah. I know based upon the person I was hearing from over the weekend, it sounds like that team would be the one. Definitely. At a minimum to say this isn't happening. Right. Well, you don't think Andy Reid would call up the Hunt family and be like, hey, make sure you vote no on that one, okay? We'd like to win the <laughs> AFC West. And Sean Payton, the same thing, going, what? I'd like to get off to a fresh start here in this new division. I don't want to deal with Brady, too. I already have my hands full with Mahomes and Herbert. And I'm trying to get my own damn quarterback to look good. Now I've got to deal with Brady? Oh, yes, please, new ownership team. Can you vote no on that one so Brady doesn't come back and play? Like, I, yeah, it's great great for the league but it's not great for certain individuals or certain teams so I would definitely expect some of them to vote no I wouldn't want to deal with another team in the AFC be a threat to win the Super Bowl especially in the AFC West so that's where I would think the kibosh gets uh, slammed on it pretty hard there and the beauty of this and the team that I was referring to is not in the AFC West but when you look at the other three teams in the AFC West they all have a connection or a reason or a precedent that would suggest that they would do exactly that, say no to Tom Brady coming back and playing. The Chiefs with Andy Reid. It was Reid back in 2009 that tried to get Matt Nagy, who at the time was uh. a member of the coaching staff, cleared to be on the roster for a preseason game. That's what created the rule. Now, technically what happened was they decided he was still under contract with an arena football league team, so they couldn't do it. But the rule was created after that that you can't do this. You can't take a guy off your coaching staff and put him on your team. It's like a de facto extra guy on the roster. Then the Broncos. So Reed's with the Chiefs. So he's got that history. So he'd be inclined to say, no, they didn't let me do it with Matt Nagy. You're not going to do it with Tom Brady. The Broncos, when they went through the whole COVID thing and we don't have any quarterbacks, they had a couple of assistant oh, coaches right. they wanted to put on the roster. And they said, under this Matt Nagy rule, no, you can't do it. They're there. They, it's, it's, it's not right. It's not like signing a guy off the street. This is a guy who's already in the building. He's got an unfair advantage. These guys can't do it. So the Broncos would have perfect cover to say, no, we weren't allowed to do it. You're not allowed to do it. And then the Chargers, and I love this one because even though it goes back 20-plus years, when Deion Sanders tried to wiggle free from the Washington football team to play for the Raiders in 2002 when the Raiders were making a Super Bowl run and he right. was on the reserve retired list in Washington he had to pass through waivers and the team that successfully claimed him on waivers was the Chargers to keep him from playing for the Raiders right so so yeah it's all I mean yeah those three teams one of those three teams is definitely saying no 
if it's a 32 nothing vote that's required. So once he becomes owner, and, and this is the simple solution, Chris, if he wants to keep the door open at all, even the slightest crack, just don't buy a piece of the team. Yeah. The mere act of buying the piece of the team tells us what you were saying earlier. Yeah. He really is done because he can't play for the Raiders. Now, maybe he didn't know. Maybe he thought, based on what happened with the Dolphins last year, this is simple. This is easy. I can do this. But he now knows. If he's paying attention to the stuff that's out there, he knows. Well, yeah. So if he goes through with this and they approve it, there's no way he can come back. Because they wouldn't allow him to come back unless he's sold out in his interest in the team. Agreed. Agreed on everything you said there. And I would think he knows because, wait, Don Yee represents himself, represents Brady. And I would think he knows that story. there. That's to me where... You know, yeah, you come to the realization with it. Wait, he knows what's going on here with the Garoppolo situation, and he's getting the ownership stake here. And those two things there would make me believe that, yes, he's finally shutting the door and going to quit. But we'll see where this goes because, like you said, I do think he's still a break-the-glass-in-case-of-an-emergency option that I will, you know, you know we'll keep our, our ears to the, to the ground or whatever, our eyes open, and, and see what happens here. Think, think about it. Who else is out there? Yeah, that's what I mean. The guy threw There's for 5,000 yards last season. Yeah. Matt Ryan, all due respect. Negative, no thank Ghost you. Rider. Carson Wentz, all due respect. Negative. No thank you. Yep. Nick Foles. No way. I mean, I know he beat Brady in a Super Bowl, but no thank you. Yeah. Brady's the one. Yeah. Agreed. He's a free agent. Right. This is why, to, to rewind back to what went down, remember – when we were, I think it was like the Friday of Super Bowl week, where he just had to, had to, hey, pull that spotlight my way. I've I've filed my retirement papers. That was leaked to Adam Schefter by Don Yee on the Friday of Super Bowl week at a time when we're all focused on the Chiefs and the Eagles playing in the Super Bowl. Here it is. Tom Brady's filed his retirement papers. Well, number one, the filing of retirement papers is completely and totally meaningless. You can unretire, you can re-retire, you can retire and unretire. You, it doesn't matter. If he wants to play, he can play. It's a meaningless gesture. And what was my other point? Oh, <laughs> it made it clear there was no way he was going to do any type of a dummy contract with the Buccaneers, like Drew Brees did on his way out the door with the Saints, to make his cap hit more palatable to spread it over two years and of course the Buccaneers position is we're fine taking the full 35 million this year well you got no choice Buccaneers because Tom Brady's not playing that game he wants to be free and clear and he was and is and will continue to be a free agent who can if he wants to sign with any team at any time but once they approve his purchase of the Raiders, or at least a portion of the Raiders, and I do have some people asking me non-sarcastically, does his involvement in FTX in any way jeopardize whether or not the owners would approve him to be kind? <laughs> no, I, you know, we don't know the whole story about what he knew and when he knew it about FTX, so I don't know. But once that's approved and once he's an owner of the Raiders, I think the door's shut. I think because at that point, you know you're crossing that bridge and it's going to be almost impossible to go back. Yeah, you lose your power there. Once you cross that bridge, you lose the power of what you say. And like you said, you got to rely on the other owners now to give you some power back if you decide you want to play. So we'll see where it goes. Nonetheless, this Garoppolo situation, when he can get on the field, the spot he's putting the Raiders in is uh, fascinating, and we're going to have our eye on it.
The Friday of Memorial Day weekend came with some news, something that we thought very well could happen since the Cardinals couldn't trade DeAndre Hopkins. They announced that they will be releasing him. They haven't technically done it yet, but it's likely to happen today. We'll unpack all of the layers and levels of this Cardinals move with DeAndre Hopkins when PFT Live continues right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Save big money and start your spring project with help from Menards. We offer a huge selection of body plants, veggies, and herbs to plant at home and grow yourself. Right now, all four and a half inch Bonnie plants are on sale through May 5th. Head to the Menards Garden Center to get your garden growing and check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save 